Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. It's the big one, boys. Mexico. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's the big one, folks. Uh, we are now. We are now within seeing distance of qualifying for one World Cup on, on Rus in Russia, friends. It's a big, big deal. We just defeated all this. We just defeated Trinidad and Tobago two to nothing. Uh, major, major success for one us. One nothing overall. against each. One nothing against Trinidad. <laughs> one nothing against Tobago. We done did it. It, it was all thanks to our boy, Christian Pulisic. We're going to give a quick game recap, and then we're going to dive into Ty's first impressions, as we always do. But don't forget, guys, we have uh, a major game coming up. A major game? Mm. Is that even... Is that, does that sentence do it? Not enough superlatives. We have the Azteca... It's the biggest non-World Cup game that the U.S. plays. Possible. And, as Ty mentioned to me uh, prior to recording, it is... We the People podcast's first opportunity to cover a match at the Azteca. Uh, the way I said that makes it sound like we'll be there. We will not, <laughs> nor will we even be in the same room when recording. But it is our, it's, it's our first spirit. chance to cover an Azteca, so we're really hype about it. And here it is. I'm going to break it out. The uh, audio graphic that you know and love if you've been following this show um, meticulously, which... So three of you. Here it comes. Uh, here it comes, guys. It's the X versus the X. Oh, My ears—they're bleeding. So we're gonna we're gonna preview all that shit, guys. Welcome. If you're new, if you're just joining us, welcome, 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 welcome. Plugs to come. Let's line up, boys. Line them up. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, some tells me these uh, lineup rosters are going to go a little faster in the Bruce era than they did in the Jurgen era, and I am okay with that. Uh, there's just slightly more predictability here in the starting It's easier to lineup. say the changes right? the, yeah, yeah. the lineup, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to start with, like, asking Ty who's that, for instance. <laughs> um, so, line up, boys, line up, line up, line up, line up, line uh, up. Tim Howard, both gloves, both gloves. Man's man's starting to stretch in his for, in for his, better or worse in his late thirties. Learn to stretch out those hammies. Figure it out, bro. Uh, Brooks Cameron, Brooks Cameron as our center backs. Uh, left back we have Jorge Viafania, our boy from the NASL. Made his way all the way here. Started from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Uh, on the right side we have DeAndre Yedlin. Here a little switch. Uh, we're gonna have. In left midfield, Fabian Johnson. Right midfield, uh, Darlington Nagby. We're going to have in central midfield, Michael Bradley. And then our number 10, our Wunderkind, mm-hmm. our boy Christian Pulisic. Up front Sipu. strikers, we're going to have Sipu. Up front strikers, we're going to have Clint Dempsey the Deuce and Josie Altidore. Uh, unfortunately for Jordan Morris, <laughs> Josie Jordan Altidore Morris the Quattro. The Jordan Morris is the Trace. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Zardes is the Uno. <laughs> the Ono. 
And then, of course, there's <laughs> <No>. Bobby Oud, <laughs> which the is not a goat. <laughs> oh, Jossie Onozard is. Luckily, not so, on the yeah, field. Yeah, we last got some. Night. We, yeah. we, so, so that was the starting 11. Uh, worth mentioning also on the bench, we had uh, Omar Galaxy, our new name for Omar, Omar Gonzalez. So fo- follow closely, folks. Sounds the, like a comic uh, the, book the, character. the subculture of We the People grows every day. Uh, the first half of this game, the U.S. came out sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. Mega sleepy. I have multiple. So tired. My notes include different wordings of everybody trotting or not trying or what the fuck. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, right. it just did not. It, 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 you know what it looked like? It looked like a friendly versus Venezuela uh, for yeah, a yeah, long it, time. In where this have game. we seen this before? <laughs> where have I seen this? We, we before? thought that the Venezuela friendly would would get it out of their systems, and we, we it was all kind of fun and games while it was still in this friendly context. And then they came out exactly the same way. Exactly in this the same. Crucial way. So, qualifier. So, so we really didn't see it. Uh, first half would end scoreless. Uh, attempts on both sides. Uh, shots shots fired on both sides. Uh, the Trinidad and Tobago was getting more like um, sna- smash and grab type opportunities, a couple yeah. of which really should have gone in. The U.S. was getting a lot of shots, but missing a lot of shots and mm-hmm. hitting a lot of shots directly at the Trinidad and Tobago goalkeeper. So yeah. uh, nothing went in. Howard Tim Howard had a nice save in the 42nd minute, so good on him. Halftime came and went. Bruce Arena had some words. Words you can see it in the first five minutes of the second half for the U.S. Yeah. and it wouldn't be long, would not be long before the fifty-second minute goal from our boy Christian Pulisic. <sighs> Beautiful goal, uh, Darlington Nagby dribbles. Team goal, Darlington to sweet team goal. Darlington Nagby uh, gets dribbly. He does a dribbly thing. He cuts around. He does that Nagby cut where the the angles seem to elude rational mm-hmm. understanding. And he right, kind of loops right. through a couple defenders, lays it off to uh, Clint Dempsey at the D. Clint Dempsey does a little chip kind of outlet pass uh, towards towards the uh, left goal post there. Uh, Darlington Agby had continued his run, but instead of forcing the ball inside, which he would do if he was desperate for stats, assists, and goals, he instead lays it off to DeAndre Yedlin, who had followed up the run. The DeAndre trailing Yedlin, run. The trailing Yedlin. run. Trailing run, different than an overlapping run, folks. Um, and uh, so DeAndre Yedlin, one touch, slots it into a gap between the goalkeeper and the two center backs. Christian Pulisic sniffs it out. This is not Yedlin seeing Pulisic. The two of them did not make eye contact, as far as I can tell. This is a poacher goal mm-hmm. from a that happened because DeAndre Yedlin was wise enough to know what the only goal scoring spot was, and Pulisic was wise enough to be there. Uh, a, a wonderful moment for the U.S. Pulisic celebrates. Great stuff. And then we saw Clint Dempsey very angrily, very angrily, get subbed off for Kellen <laughs> Acosta. So super pissed Dempsey goes off. No goals. Still tied for the record. What if, what if, what if mm. he mm-hmm. never breaks it? I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. That'd be so crazy. Uh, luckily for, in my opinion, Bruce Arena... Christian Pulisic just goes ahead and scores again right after Kellen Acosta comes on. So 61st minute, we have another goal from Christian Pulisic. Sweet assist from Josie Altidore. Uh, nice passing from Josie Altidore on the night, although I'm, I'm not hot. Yep. I'm not big on Josie Altidore, but, yep. but okay. Uh, very nice assist here and not a really finishable moment, uh, honestly. It, it, not a goal you're supposed to get, but he Pulisic was just on point, kind of yeah. just 
instinctually hockey goal made the call and has this very quick release which he just mm-hmm. just snapshots right into the near post and the goalkeeper simply cannot stop it for Trinidad and Tobago so so that's that's uh, how we got a couple goals folks it basically was two moments of true magic from Pulisic one of which the first one being a little bit more of a team goal the rest of this game would uh, would would kind of tick away with the U.S. truly sitting back, although always showing superior talent, always looking like maybe they'd get a third. Uh, we got to see we got to see Alejandro Bedoya come in for Fabian Johnson in, in making this an even Alejandro more Bedoya defensive look. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was the, the unfortunately the only thing he did was embarrass himself on this epic play where like the ball the ball was played like a step behind him, like really a step. <laughs> <laughs> and he turned it into like the fifteen of the largest of steps you've ever seen Vidoya take. Hilarious. I don't know what happened. Nobody so can make fantastic. sense of that. So fantastic. And then Josie Altador came. That was such a We the Peeps moment. That shit's a We the Peeps gem. That'll come back up. <laughs> that in, could be a nominee for play of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, and then of course, and then of course, uh, we got to see Bobby Wood uh, for about ten minutes at the end of this game. You want to see? You want to see somebody like Wood score? He didn't score. He did hit the post. Uh, but okay, yeah. that's where we land. This game would end two to nothing. The USA has now won another game in the hex. Ty, what's your first impressions? It was a very shaky performance, uh, rescued by the heroics of a certain young man, Mr. Sipu. Oh my god! Um, that is not the last time we're going to say that in World Cup qualifying over the next. Uh, 14, 15 years, long may he reign. Long may he reign, Sipu. Um, so so uh, the kid... We, we must protect this base, guys. We, we must. And we must go to other bases and take them down. And that is really where I go with this Trinidad game is, is to think, okay, well, it's clear that he's up for, uh, for this level, but this is a level that the U.S. Um, traditionally does, does well at, right? These World Cup qualifiers at home in particular against these smaller teams. Um, from the eye test, he looks more elite than the options that we've had before. Like, uh, for instance, uh, there was a, a, a Josie Altidore hat trick. I think it was 09 or 08 against, uh, against Trinidad in an earlier round of, of World Cup qualifying. Um, and so you have these moments where, where players come out and do well against these teams. Um, and it's, it's good to see, but what really matters are these, these big games. And so... The way I look at this Trinidad game is a, a, a exercise um, for Pulisic to uh, discover more about what he can do, for the team to discover more about um, how they can react to his presence and elevate their levels uh, around him um, so that we can hopefully spring a surprise down in Mexico. Folks, uh, if you're enjoying the show, reach out to us. Uh, become friends with us. We love doing this show. We love, love you. It. And I love Ty's first impressions. So I always like to let you guys know that if you feel like uh, celebrating (laughs) this show, you don't have to buy a cake. You can just uh, reach out to us on Twitter at WTP pod. You can also, uh, we'll take cake, although, you know, we'll take cake. No, we'll take cake. And then you can also Actually, beer. Could you guys get us beer? beer? Yeah. If, if we're doing that, if we're sponsors, uh, if you if guys we're, random. <laughs> While we're asking for yeah, shit. Be, uh, review uh, the show we want, and yeah. send me a six pack. Five star reviews on iTunes, six packs. Follow us on Twitter, pre-roll joints. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Word. Okay, cool. All if right. it's legal in the state where Follow you're at. at please, WTP please do not pod. do anything illegal ever. Folks, uh, 
<clears throat> it was a good game saved by Christian Pulisic. I think I think uh, this era is going to be pretty fun. Very symbolic subbing off of Clint Dempsey here. Did not score. He's one goal away from breaking the all-time record. Crazy graphic in the broadcast showing that he is the third highest scoring active international player behind Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Close the mind. <laughs> Look I missed that up. This. Fact check that shit. Fantastic. But there was a graphic so, show. Yeah, because he's so, on so 50, that, that's, 55. That's right? just amazing. That's just yeah, I truly guess so. amazing. And and it it should be tempered because there are better players for better nations, such as Germany, or um, right. uh, better players for worse nations, such as like uh, um, uh, Zlatan Ruiz. or... or <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I see. You know, who, yeah, right. Better would, than Dempsey. Better right. than Dempsey, right. but they play for worse nations. So right, Clint right. Dempsey has this has has had in his career kind of the sweet zone for international stats, in which yeah, you have a long right. career where you start young, but you also are genuinely talented. And, and so... That, I think, has a lot to do with his placement that high on that list. But nevertheless, give it to him. Uh, but but uh, c- very cool to see Kellen Acosta coming in and see Christian Pulisic scoring these goals instead. I know Kellen Acosta is your pookie baby. What did you think of him in this game? Uh, I thought he improved a little bit on the performance against um, Venezuela. He didn't you know, stamp his authority on the match the way I was hoping. He had a pretty good uh, chance from a, from a free kick. Which he, um, I mean, if I, when you see a free kick taken like that, you're okay with it. It's, oh yeah, it's absolutely. the looping. It was it was curling. It was it was moving. Kicks. Yeah, the looping. Yeah. yeah, and and what was really interesting to hear was the little anecdote that they mentioned on the broadcast. They had asked Howard who is hitting the ball the best in in training, and he said Acosta. And when you think about the amount of free kick goals that that Dempsey has scored, and then Pulisic's uh, set piece delivery, and Michael Bradley, and all of these you know strong players, even even someone like Fabian Johnson who can hit him. Um, has scored a, a free kick goal recently for us. Um, there's there's a, a pretty uh, stacked list of guys who you would think would be ahead of the 21 year old uh, you know MLS midfielder, and so to hear that is is um, is surprising. It's an element of his game that we haven't haven't seen too much up until this year, but this year he's been breaking it out and seems to be like flourishing at at this um That's pretty this cool skill and, which is really helpful. And having a a defensive center midfielder take your free kicks is really nice. Um uh, because yeah, exactly, the, the, exactly. that way they're already the in the back that we're not using right. him as a big man, a target man. Um yeah, yeah. you know, he's there he's there for the second ball that bounces out to take another long shot or he's there for the counterattack. Right. So that's a nice little coincidence. I I'd like to it's, see It's another part of the toolkit that we didn't know really that Kellen Acosta had. Um, and that's part of the reason why he's been so emergent in MLS this year is that he's started to score in addition to doing all the other good things that he does for, for Dallas. That's right. I think uh, Kellen Acosta just needs to take a deep breath, calm down, and realize that right. when he's playing that he deserves to play. Because I think yeah, he's, trying, exactly. he's exactly. trying to prove that he deserves to be there and mm-hmm. thereby and he, he continues to do too much when he's on the ball, just a little extra, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I yeah, think if he just takes a deep breath still. and he just yeah. he has that sort of if if mm-hmm. someone, maybe Tim Howard can help with this, if someone can just get it into his head that during the time he's on the field, he deserves to be there. Practice is the right. time for extra. When you get on the field, he should be playing entitled. Because he is right, he right. is a superior uh, player to the other options that we have that do what he does. I mean, physically, yeah, he has a, yeah, he's a sure. really good passer. He's a, he has really good touch on the ball. He's very good... Uh, with uh, any kind of jostling situation, he's yep. he's gonna yeah, be yeah. He has good, good body shape. 
So he good at retaining you know, possession. He just needs to he just needs to dial it in a little bit and yeah. and calm it down. But I don't know. I don't know. We've already spent a lot of time on Acosta, and the people maybe want to hear about like Brooks Cameron and Pulisic. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. So to to headline the list of uh, disappointments, um, John Brooks for for. I feel like the second game in a row, maybe even more, um, has been has been shaky. He he seems really vulnerable to these balls over the top, which is really weird. And he's kind of a step behind. Um, he it, it was uh, Kenwin Jones who hit the bar That's in right. the first half. And there, it was basically oh, just man, that just was, Brooks that, snapping, which you see so snapping. often. It's really was, infuriating for someone so talented. It's truly infuriating, and it's so weird that he's so consistent when the ball is on the ground with somebody trying to dribble or pass around him. He's a yeah. fucking rock solid, almost infallible. Like he yeah. just is yeah. so there with that shit. But right. when the ball is coming through the air, he's a million miles away. Like I, I don't, I do not understand what is happening psychologically with John Brooks. The, the dude should lose like one header battle a game. He's enormous. If he's that, yeah, enormous. he's he's like seven foot six. He should be winning these headers. But I guess it goes to show you, like, there's um a curious uh, geometry to soccer where. When you think of like the the size of the field versus the height of a person, um, that that ratio is very uh, is very favorable to the field size. Whereas like in basketball, you have this like small area where height really starts to play this big difference. But uh, in soccer, since the ball can you know travel so quickly and and uh, there's so much space for it to go into, um, it, ironically, you can end up in situations where even a tall uh, defender can be lacking when it comes to, to balls over the top or, or the aerial uh, threat. That's right. Um, that's what you see. The, and, and conversely, you see, you know, at least like one example I can think of on the attacking side is a guy like Tim Cahill, who was, uh, you know, 5'10", norm, normal height guy, but somehow would always beat these uh, hulking central defenders right. to, and it has to, do, to aerial there's, balls. There's all these other little things in a highlight reel or in a broadcast. You see the moment where the ball flashes into the into the box. But there's yeah. so much more to it than that. Like, yep. ask, yeah. uh, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, backup striker for Bayern Munich? Thomas Muller. Ask Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. Ask Thomas Muller. Everything that happens in the 15 seconds before that ball flashes into the box is, is what makes the true difference. And that's what John Brooks needs to work on. He needs to work on identifying the situation downfield. And then he needs to work on the duel that occurs in which there are two steps to one direction and two steps in another. And then the striker straightens up their posture and acts like they're... They're, you know, thinking about something else and then and then suddenly springs into action and takes a few quick steps. You know, there's there's all these little games. The, the striker, you know, reaches onto your jersey and and pulls you in one way and then calls your mom a bitch and and and, and then is like like <laughs> high fiving the other center back and is like buddy buddying the other center back. And you know or, what I mean? Uh, like there's so much shit going on. A quick or, little or shoulder check. Sticks <clears throat> a finger somewhere naughty. Like uh oh gosh. Uh I think it was Cavani. Cavani did that to one of the Chilean players. <laughs> I mean, that shit, we laugh about it, and we love that extra, we call it extra But you know that's happening here. all game, yeah, off camera, it's, it's especially in a big game. match. It's yeah. happening yeah. all game, all game. Um, and that's, that's but, what John Brooks needs to work on. It's not his physical ability. It's his ability to win those instinctual and, um, yeah. and kind of um, mental battles in the box there. 
And in some ways, I think his physicality and his obvious talent can be to his detriment when he plays for the U.S. because he knows that he is the most talented defender that we have. <clears throat> and I think it's a, you know, uh, this is a, a Jurgen-esque thing to say, but I don't think we put enough pressure on a guy like that. We think he's a, he's a locked-in starter in the sure. Bundesliga, and I, and now the highest transfer fee ever paid for an American. Of course he's going to be a starter, but he, he really is making a lot of errors. And I think if, if our... Press, you know, we don't want to go as far as Mexico where we're riding every player for every little mistake. But if there was a little bit of that downward pressure from push the fan this guy. base, it's like how it's, yeah, it's we, difficult we for a hot we chick to become more. an interesting conversationalist. Yeah. And John Brooks right. is a very hot chick. And we need him to figure out how to be a very interesting <laughs> I'm staying out of that one. I said right because I didn't hear you properly. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll say it again. Plato John Brooks <laughs> is a sexy girl. And he's, he's having trouble man. developing let's, let's conversation skills. No, it's a metaphor. In metaphors, <laughs> you say is. Similes are like, all right? It's a metaphor. Uh, so so that's Take Brooks Cameron. And, and you're totally right, dude, because people are just going to look to our team's record with Brooks Cameron as center back, which is pretty good, I guess. But but none of those perform. – I've never seen a lockdown Brooks Cameron performance. We, we're winning. Mm, it's our best option. But we're not seeing like – we're not seeing <laughs> strikers get shut down. I mean, Kenwin Jones is past his fucking prime. Like the dude should not so be past. winning. The dude should not MLS be winning MLS bench that. warmer, Kenwin <laughs> Jones. Yeah. yeah, and John Brooks is like in his – he's fucking peaking and he's like losing that, losing that header battle. Uh what? It's weird. It's it's weird. It's weird, and it can't continue. I still, I'm, I'm, I'm still with Brooks Cameron. I think we need to go with Brooks Cameron. Uh, do you agree? I guess we shouldn't go into. We let's let's save uh, our next starting lineup for our preview. Yeah, I, I don't agree, and I will explain. And, and we'll, when yeah, we maybe we can dive Mexico, into yeah. that. Yeah. Ha, let's address but, this for yeah. the peeps. Let's address before yeah. we go any further with Trinidad and Tobago. We made a little or minor. I, I'm not going to call it an error. I'm going I'm to say. Yeah, I'm going to make excuses. Gaff. I'm going to say like we. There was somehow a, the, there an we, issue was had. We were treated with the last roster by the universes and, <laughs> we, and the internet. We received uh, <laughs> improper information. It wasn't and right. Missed Miss incorrectly, accidentally could have done subreported better. that information <laughs> to you as by true. saying that as true. Kevin uh, we Jones, said Kevin Jovan Jones, Jones would not and Kevin Molino would not play. That's right, Kevin Molino in this game, and we're not on the roster. Jovan well, Jones, they were, and they did. They were um, all there. They were all there. Yeah. So they were so there. Did. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry about that. Also, sorry. sorry for posting the wrong audio on the last show. Um, for those of you who got to hear that first version, you got to peek behind the curtain <laughs> at what my side of the conversation sounds like and what we say before our oh, episodes. Lord, yeah. So if you were, if you are a diehard, you downloaded the show in the hour that that was up, and so kudos to you. Please leave a five star review, or you may deduct one star for the gaffes. And so for, I don't. And Ty, Ty and I have discussed this like in brief. I actually don't. I cannot recall what exactly jokes were made. So, so yeah, forgive us, folks. Um, you know, just remember that we love everybody and we love all nations. And we we love all peoples, and our only private conversations are how <laughs> much we love everyone. Yeah. Anyway, so we saw Kenwin Jones. We saw Jovin Jones. Uh, we saw Molino. Uh, we saw all those guys. Nevertheless, still a far inferior opponent talent-wise to uh, anything that the U.S. are doing. And we won, and that's good. But it's hard to believe that we would have won without Christian Pulisic. Um, it is. It is hard to believe. And that is, frankly, concerning. Because if you take yeah. out Pulisic, this is a team that underperformed. 
ultimately. Right, right. And, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, how, how conceivable is it that if you put, you know, Bedoya in there for Pulisic, uh, or, or, you know, get Zardes in there, you know, Jesus. playing some sort of front three, like, uh, yeah, we might have gotten a draw in that game, which would have been a complete disaster. And the mark of a, a, a true star, which is what Pulisic is now, um, is that when they enter a game, they can change the narrative and change the direction of that game. Something that someone like Bedoya cannot do. Bedoya is good at progressing the way that the game is going. That's right. But he is not good at coming in and changing that narrative and changing that I outcome. Think, I think it's clear uh, that uh, this team at its successful moments has always had one or two players doing that. Uh, yeah. I think Jermaine Jones we, we was one them. of those yeah. guys. I think Clint Dempsey yeah, was absolutely. one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, I yep. think even Tim Howard <clears throat> has been that yep. guy. Donovan, Dempsey, <laughs> Howard. Yeah, I left out I um, left out pre-We uh, the Peaks Peak, people. But yeah, Peak d- Bradley. I mean, Peak Bradley. I, I, I'm not... I wasn't there for that shit, man. It's been a long time since I... I don't know what you're talking about. I, I hear about Peak Bradley. And, and it makes me sad because... And this is a segue into the Mexico game, yeah. but... We started this show uh, after the 2014 World Cup. Uh, we started right before the 2015 Gold Cup. And um, we uh, and the, the genesis of it is that uh, Clayton is a newer, serious fan of the that's national right, that's team. That's right. I've played the game so that's since a why, young, young man. And, and then I realized that I, this should be my shit. I want to know that's all right. about this. And that is why whenever we talk about anything before 2014, because we anticipate that some of you out there um, haven't been along for the ride as long as me watching teenagers play um, play soccer <laughs> matches in faraway lands yeah. that no one else cares about, uh, like me. Seeing, that, that there's a there's some context flames, missing. U.S. flames rise and yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> this is a, a tangent to the side note. Tangent to the side note. And then hey, first US match. Soccer, U.S. soccer does this. Um, they they do these like little. Uh, events with the players before some of the games where they um, they'll like get them together to watch a replay of a game and they were watching a replay of the snow classico uh, which was the 2013 qualifier against um, Costa Rica that was played in Denver in the snow that we won it should have been called off and all this stuff and that's a story for another day but <clears throat> while they were doing this replay in the Facebook live chat, people were like making fun of, of people who didn't know that it wasn't actually a live game that was happening now. And so because people were hopping in and they were thinking, oh, cool, the U.S. is playing. And then people were in the chat, like, savaging these people for, for being so stupid as oh, to not man. remember the if, history folks, of the U.S. Folks, if you're out team. there and you accidentally tuned into the snow game and then got savagely, brutally trolled by some, somebody online, uh, first of all, both sides, love you both, join us on the show. Uh, second of all, we're here for you. New, newcomers, we are so here for you. My job is to go on the air and publicly be ignorant about uh, <laughs> most of the things I talk about on this show and publicly love my brother and love this team and learn with you. So join me as I learn about this team by watching it and listening to my brother say smart shit about it. Sound good? Yeah. And Sound we'll, fun? And so, so what we want to say is um, the, the history of this uh, rivalry between the U.S. and Mexico might not be evident to a newer fan. And so if you're an older fan, bear with us as we explain some of this stuff. Um, and, and we're going to get, we'll, we'll dig in fully. Um, but I just want to side note that, like, as a U.S. soccer culture, I think it's important 
for us to um, be as welcoming and respectful and kind to newer fans as we can because ultimately the goal is to win the World Cup and the more fans we have, the more people will want to be soccer players and the more soccer players we have, the better chance we have of winning the World Cup. That's so we right. all have a part if to you play take, If you take everybody who already knows about the snow game and you say, <laughs> we're closing the doors, then this team never wins the World Cup. We, know, we go nowhere. We go nowhere. Exactly. We do nothing. We, 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 go, nowhere. we go nowhere until we get to the point where I just looked at the, the Mexico uh, newspapers um, this morning. And the Mexico sports papers have um, covers with big pictures of Christian Pulisic. Oh, uh, baby. Promising victory. And then there's a little sidebar for this, this other sporting event going on called the NBA Finals. Nice. So, so like Mexico that. is the one place in the world where LeBron James is a smaller is smaller on the newspaper than uh, Christian Pulisic, and I feel like in some part, in some corner of America, this will be possible someday. You know, and I, I think like the 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 more that we all kind of uh, have that mentality of openness and generosity and and being welcoming towards towards newer fans, people in our family who are kind of checking it out or see us on the couch getting going nuts, uh, s- sitting in the corner in the fetal position like me. Um, <laughs> uh, the, more, the more we evangelize to these folks, the better. So, okay, to that effect. So, enough preamble, folks. Thank you for joining <clears throat> us if you're new. If you're old, we're back with another Azteca fucking classic. We're going oh. into it. The stage has been set. Let's do it. I'm going to do it one more time, and then, Ty, can you give us the basics on, on this Mexico team? We're going into a Mix. versus the Mix. I, I that gets me so psyched. Ty, well, who are we playing? Who are these people? Why does this matter? What's going on? Can we do who are these people too? Oh yeah. yeah. So I did Hex vs. Max. The game is tomorrow night uh, at a certain time Eastern, and then another eight thirty Eastern <laughs> on Fox. Yes. Are we? Fox? Think so. Shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter Shit. how much fucking prep <laughs> we do. We find something. <laughs> All right. So so the game's the game is Sunday. Uh, it is Sunday. Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Coverage will begin at 7.30. Okay. And so you, you, can, you can get pumped. Get pumped for that. And get Let's drinking. Let's start this preview. Get to drinking. Let's begin this preview with a, who are these people? Who are these people? these people? these people? these people? Just horrific sights and sounds from all around me. I'm in the trenches. I turn over to my comrade and I say to him, who are these people? The Mexican national team are the historic, historical best team in CONCACAF. Uh, in recent decades, we have caught up and even surpassed them from time to time. Um, and the, our record in the 2000s and beyond is favorable against Mexico. Um, but when it comes to this game at Azteca, one of the world's uh, most famous grounds site of uh of of two world cup finals uh a world cup finals at least pardon my ignorance um a ground that holds 90,000 that is uh i think it's about 7500 feet above sea level where the 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 stands uh rise like like walls of green Oh, Lord. And you can barely hear yourself think, and the the smog and the uh, extreme altitude—not Denver altitude. This is even higher altitude than Denver. Um, it has made it a, a, a place where El Tri, 
is almost unbeatable. They they've been beaten there, I believe, twice oh, in qualifiers. Um, in the eighty years that they've been playing um, qualifiers, and so that's that's uh, that's quite the record. Most recently, they were beaten in the last uh, cycle by Honduras, um, the the most recent Aztecaso, as they call it when they when Mexico loses there. It has a special name. That's how rare it is. Um, and we have gone in there and gotten a draw twice. So I think we've, it's like two draws and it's at least 10 uh, losses in qualifying there. This tide is um, slowly so, turning. So, so <laughs> the tide is maybe, possibly, maybe slowly turning. Uh, unfortunately, the way that the Mexico national team works is that they are consistently the most talented in, in CONCACAF. Um, and the ultimately, the reason that they win or lose is the amount of cohesion that they have in their team and the amount of um, team spirit they have and willingness to to cooperate um, and the amount of infighting that they have. And, and the press plays into this and the fan base plays into this. And so in the last uh, uh, iteration of the Hex, uh, Mexico only scraped into fourth as a result of us saving their asses on the last day. Um, and a big part of that was that whenever they went home to Azteca, uh, it was a more hostile environment than when they were on the road, that, that it kind of uh, built on itself and they had some ineffective coaches who were unpopular. And that Azteca crowd can be just brutal, uh, especially brutal towards, towards their own players. Um, and it became almost a detriment to play there. There were even conversations about moving Mexico's qualifying games to, oh, to wow. other stadia in the, in the country. So... Um, uh, on the contrary, this time around, Mexico are unified around their coach, uh, Juan Carlos Osorio, who is a, a Colombian, uh, sort of, he's, a, he's this nebbish Colombian note-taker, nerd, soccer nerd, um, who is one of the most interesting men in soccer, if you ever get to hear him interviewed. He was on Men in Blazers recently. Go check that out. Um, he's a fascinating guy, and he, he's managed to... to create this amazingly cohesive and and effective group of, of Mexican players right. who are missing that for once in their <laughs> recent history, they don't have anyone who uh, is on the outs and being excluded from the squad for little to no reason. Both Dos Santoses are present. That's, that's, oh, that's Cuatro Santos. <laughs> <laughs> How do you beat that? Oh, I love it. It's Cuatro Santos, dude. How do you Quatro beat that? And, and Carlos Vela is back deuce. and in form. Um, the, the one challenge that they have, and I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm about to stop talking, uh, but the, the one challenge that they have no, right please, now keep it coming. is that they, they have a, a decent amount of injuries in their team. And they have two competitions coming up right after this. They have the Gold Cup that we're going to participate in as well. Um, but they also have the Confederations Cup that they get to play by virtue of beating us um, uh, two falls ago in the, the Crunk Calf Cup. Um, the Crunkity! And so, so by virtue of the Crunkity, they get to play in this Confederations Cup. And it starts next week. And so uh, their players have had an eye towards that, especially having won uh, the last game against Honduras. They have 13 points already. Uh, 16 is generally uh, pretty safe to get through. And they have five matches to get there. So um, there is a little bit of uh, pseudo resting of players where, where right. they, they have these minor niggling injuries that if, if this was a crunch uh, game that, the, that Mexico really needed points in, they probably would be playing like Andres Guardado, 
who is seems to be, have this phantom injury that that hasn't really been disclosed, but he's not in the in the team uh, for that reason. And folks, so, uh, for you guys out there, Guardado is okay as well. Yeah, that's if you also acceptable. To just go with. Guardado, the, the, that's uh, fine. American, the Americanization. Not, um, not, not everybody's got that phoneme in there. That that phony phoneme. So the no, it's a real phoneme. It's a very <laughs> authentic phoneme. No, when I say it, it's a phony phoneme. Uh, so, <laughs> so the 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 Mexico side is is a little bit threadbare, uh, particularly on defense and in uh, the the number six role, that that stopper, uh, central defensive midfield role. So they're they're a little bit um, uh, patchwork back there, but and that that's the good news for the U.S. But the bad news is that they have uh, probably twelve exceptional players to play the the front six five or six positions, and they are going to throw the kitchen sink at at poor uh, Brooks and Cameron. Um, and they're, they're going yeah, to they're going to attack with with a tremendous amount of skill. I think Mexico within their squad it might be a little bit tough on defense, but um, I think they could probably put together two teams that would be favored against the U.S. Oh lord, that's the reality. That's that's yeah, um, that's 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 rough. Shit's so. rough out here, guys. Uh, this is this if this is a truly hostile environment for us to play in. The history does not. Uh, point towards victory for us. However, it's a very exciting time to be a fan of this team, and I do think that uh, when we look at the team we're going with, the starting eleven we've we've been going with, it is a very talented squad that has been underperforming. the The ceiling is very high for this group of eleven people. They just haven't been doing it. Um, so I, I do think it's a it's it's it, it'll be a good check for us, a good little litmus test of where are we at as a as a nation? Are uh, have we improved? Have we are we better? Are we worse perhaps than than uh, teams in the past? I think stylistically we're we're more interesting to watch, more fun to watch. But it's it's uh, very important to have these tests and see what's going on. And on top of that, worth noting that we won versus Trinidad and Tobago. So. I, you can't say the pressure's off because it's not. Not but at all. If, uh, but things could have been very different uh, going into this game. And, and we can lose to Mexico and still qualify. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, not the situa- it's not as bad as it could have been going into this, folks. But, right. Ty, let me ask you a question. Um, do you see this being the same starting 11 or do you think Bruce Arena is going to make some changes and I'd like to couple that with what are the changes you would make even if you think Arena won't make them yeah so a change that I would make that I think Arena oh man it's so hard to say but I I think he might uh, would be putting in Omar Gonzalez for for Brooks. Omar Galaxy. Omar Galaxy. Omar Galaxy. Get that get that shining star in there because um, John Brooks really has been shaky all the way from that uh, Costa Rica qualifier uh, last year for which he won a Peep Award for what was it <laughs> Boner of the Year something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody remembers the Peeps, yeah, dude. Um, well, they come and go every that, year. That was they're, a they're... that was a true stinker of a game that he played against Costa Rica, and and in the U.S. shirt, he just has not looked uh, that that confident self that we saw in Copa America, um, uh, and and have gone on about uh, in this episode. So I think it might be the right time to let him let him take a breather. Um, take the pressure off a little bit, maybe light a fire under him a little bit, 
by by benching him, and then simultaneously yeah. you have a player in Omar Gonzalez who is one of the best defenders in the Mexican league. Um, just won the CONCACAF Champions League with Pachuca, uh, is used to playing in, in big games, has matured since he himself was a younger, more error-prone uh, player in the last cycle, um, and who most critically will be used to playing at Azteca uh, by, by virtue of playing in Liga MX. And so I That's think right. he, he is a, a perfect choice to come in and... Um, uh, Gonzalez and Cameron would be a central defensive pairing that I think Mexico would least like to see. I think they they would look at Brooks as someone who they could target, uh, particularly with the quick wingers um, Chucky Lozano and Tecatito um, making runs. Right. In that being him. that that being said, uh, the things that John Brooks are is good at um, will favor defending. Chucky Lozano, for instance, who's who's very dribbly and wants to keep wants to keep the ball on the ground. It is true. It is true. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do. I think can see that both sides as, of it. If if Brooks had been playing well, I, he'd be the obvious. Yes, choice. it would be no I think problem. He, his yeah. his strengths really suit him for this game. Yeah. And Omar Gonzalez is more of a better, uh, I think, a set piece defender and less less quick on his feet, less able to. Uh, recover. He has less recovery speed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. ideally, I'd like to have Brooks, but I agree with you. I just don't trust the it kid. It just might not be the, the right, right moment. Now. I mean, something might be up. So, um, Unfortunately, I wish he was taken out for the second half of versus Trinidad and Tobago instead, right. because it just, I mean, the timing is, is weird to bring in Gonzalez now in such a big game, but, but it, it, I, I wouldn't be against it if I saw it just because, well, ah, if there's, that, if there's one player mistakes are big. who's prepared to do that kind of thing, it would be a veteran like, like Gonzalez, who's had a really good season. You know, he, he's in that sweet spot now where, where he's coming out of a, uh, out of, out of a good moment, a good run of form, but he's had a chance to rest and recuperate. I don't think the gap would be a challenge for him to slot in um, and play a big game. Um, now someone who, uh, might face a little bit of a challenge in that regard, but I still think probably will start would be Acosta because I I think uh, to go to go into what Mexico is going to do thing. a little bit. Um, yeah, Mexico has. I was thinking the same thing. They kind of have two looks. One is a, a four three three, and the other is a three at the back, five at the back kind of um, kind of uh, recipe. And it's pro- it's most likely that they'll go with the the four at the back. That's kind of what they've been showing most of the time. Um, uh, lately, and they're going to have this packed three in midfield, and because they don't have Guardado, they are going to have a combination of Jonathan Dos Santos, Hector Herrera, and maybe uh, Gio Dos Santos. So, four freaking saints in the midfield. Um, Gio has been playing a little bit, a little bit deeper uh, lately, and so it, it it looks like it'll probably be that uh, that trio, or maybe uh, Marco Fabian um, playing as a number ten or something like that. But either way, this they're going to have. This is a generation of. This is a generation of Mexican players that's that has been considered like a golden era for the nation and just hasn't been able to all get on clicking. the field at once. Yeah, it's clicking, and, and it's finally clicking. But this is a very cool team. Rivals, they're super cool. Though. The thing that is not clicking about it is that right now, uh, Rafa Marquez is on the on the downward uh, trajectory. He's thirty eight freaking years old, um, and yeah, he should be old. on a downward trajectory. And um, so they're missing. That's they're DeMarcus they're missing Beasley the two old. players who could theoretically play as that stopper. And so they're kind of deputizing uh, Jonathan Dos Santos and Herrera 
to do that, uh, but they're not necessarily naturally inclined to just sit back and protect the defense. They're, they're players who are going to want to get more involved in the attack. Um, Jonathan can definitely play, in, uh, he, he can play a disciplined defensive game, but I just think uh, they don't really have anyone fearsome back there who's going to stop uh, the midfield. They're going to try to overrun the midfield. And that's why we have to, we really cannot leave Bradley out there as our only defensive midfielder because him facing up against those three is going to be an absolute disaster. It will be, it would be an absolute disaster. And you can kind of imagine, like, there are players who really get into the challenge and really love it. I think Jeff Cameron is one of those playing, playing defensive midfield for Stoke. Um, I think, uh, you know, Jermaine Jones was one of those. And neither of these players for Mexico uh, are that. You can kind of imagine them reluctantly remaining uh, more withdrawn when they have to, but really just secretly wanting to <laughs> attack and score goals. A little bit. So, so and, and, and one of the major problems we've seen in this, with this 11 uh, that we've gotten to see a couple times with two strikers up top and Michael Bradley as the so, uh, solo defensive midfield is a, is a large gap between Bradley and Pulisic. And so when it works, it's because Brooks, Cameron, and Bradley are overlapping, Pulisic and the strikers are overlapping, and there's and uh, Yedlin and Viafania are tucking in and filling in some of that space in the middle while Fabian Johnson and Darlington Nagby push up and wide mm. into the corners. That's that's when it works, but but it hasn't worked convincingly enough to think that they can actually that we can actually cover very well through the middle against a very strong opponent. I agree with you a hundred percent. We need two defensive midfielders and a ten uh, if we're going to have a stand a chance. So that that being said, we would then be talking about Bradley and Acosta, right at the in, Most in that likely, kind of yep. slot shuttling position. Pulisic at the ten, Johnson and Nagby out wide, and one striker. Yep. Who's the striker? That is a little bit of a riddle. Uh, and if it were me, I think the way I would actually line up the team would be something like a four-six, with no striker, no no real striker at all, with uh, Dempsey uh, dropping into the midfield to combine with Pulisic, and then trying to score with um, with trailing runs from the wide midfielders or from the fullbacks if they're able to find moments. Um, and I would try to I would try to combat. Uh, that that trio uh, uh, from Mexico in the midfield as much as possible, because I think that's where, you know, th- that that's the zone. And if if you go back and watch the or recall the the game in in Columbus, that's the zone where we really got creamed because ultimately the attacks that that Mexico were getting were starting from you know simple possession. Well, uh, yeah, and it the, was Bedoya. Midfield. It was Bedoya at, at defensive mid. Oh, in that I can't game, remember who. Um, I, I, I believe so. That was Bedoya. Might have been like, in the mix, but he got like thrown in. Oh, that, there was Anyways. a there was a Brazil game that was like that. Um, and oh, was let's, that versus, let's that hope was we don't Brazil. do that Sorry again. About but that, that no, you're right, you're right, you're um, right, you're right, you're right. I think Bedoya was starting that game. I can't remember. But um, but anyhow, e- either way, that's, that's where we lose. Is that, that, that no? It was nugget, Jones. It was Jones nugget. and Bradley actually. Um, so they they did go with the two, but the the thing was uh. Jones was, you know, Jones is <laughs> waning, um, and that was one of the matches in which he was particularly wany. Uh, and Bradley, for all of his intelligence, um, it, he is not a fearsome defender. He's not someone you're afraid to to go near. Um, so it, it worked a little bit better when we had someone like, you know, Peak uh, Beckerman, for instance, um, someone who who really is a roadblock uh, for 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 attackers. 
Um, and we don't have that, but that's that's the reason why I would be inclined to to pack the midfield as much as possible and play striker a striker or strikers if you insist on playing two strikers playing strikers who are willing to to drop deep and combine uh, and circulate with midfielders and allow uh, chances to to pop up where they will because I think you know going back to what Mexico will do um, I mentioned the patchwork defense where they're particularly patchworky is at fullback uh, they have a, a decently strong core it'll probably be Hector Moreno of, of PSV a longtime European vet uh, Diego Reyes, one of their rising stars, um, still a little error-prone, uh, as we saw in the friendly against Croatia, where he basically left uh, Memo Ochoa out to dry on a on a back pass. Uh, he's still capable of that kind of uh, youthful indiscretion. Um, but the the big uh, weakness for for Mexico is going to be on the wings. Uh, uh, sorry, at, at at fullback, and so we can attack them from from our wings. It reminds me; the whole scenario reminds me a great deal of the game that we played in Copa America last summer against Argentina, where um, there's a there's a skill gap. It's definitely not as big of a skill gap, of course, and you don't have to account for Messi. Um, but Argentina was a team where the weakness was the the defense, and the weakness were in the defense were the fullbacks, particularly. Um, it was a uh, uh, one kind of journeyman, um, you know, so- solid pro, uh, Mexican-based pro. Uh, and I think the other player was Marcus Rojo, um, who's kind of an error-prone Man United defender. And we didn't exploit that. We came out with, <laughs> started like Wood and frigging Chris Wondolowski in that game Ugh. as a two-man uh, strike force. And we, we weren't able to get them the ball, which meant that we were basically playing nine on eleven. Yeah. Um, and so that's so it's so yeah. pivotal so to me that we that we play a shape that allows us to actually go after the weaknesses of the the opposition in a game where we are at a talent disadvantage. That's right. And so we have to we we kind of have to come we we have to imagine we have to make our choices if we're Bruce Arena. We have to make our choices based on the scenario of an uphill battle. Um, and so I think it's as much about mentality as it is about physical attributes and style. Mm-hmm. And when we, so if we look at the three strikers we have, it's Clint Dempsey, Josie Altador, and Bobby Wood. Those are our top three strikers today. Uh, they all present Josh very Sargent. different looks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Josh. <laughs> Call him up. Josh Sargent. <laughs> Call him up. Call him up. It seems to make the transition well. Uh, we, they all present, by the way, Josh Sargent and Christian Pulisic are not very far apart in age. They so are let's not. Just, they let's really just aren't. applaud Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Like, we forget we're hype on this Josh Sargent kid. He's one year younger than Christian right, Pulisic. Right. That's the difference it's between absurd. Pulisic and Dembele. So the, I mean, Josh Sargent, good on you. You're a good player, but Pulisic is just another level. Okay, so I think for me, you can't have Josie Altador on the field for a minute. God in this game. no! I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, right. I know right. he's. I, I'm Locked sure in he's starter play, Josie Altador. But he is the problem. Uh, in a game like this, he's the definition of what you do not want. Yeah, he is. He is. He's. He's easily frustrated, um, and and when he gets easily frustrated early on in a game, he's ineffective for the rest of the game, and 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 that is just a freaking landmine for us to have this dude, this fucking in quotes veteran leader of the team, whining for the for the first thirty minutes of any game if he doesn't score. And it, it's he's ridiculous. And he did it in this Trinidad. He does these like ridiculous back heels. That's when you know he's that that you know it's not our day. And he did it in this game. The magic of Christian Pulisic turned it around like Demarcus Beasley scarab magic <laughs> on death. 
But but you know, he did it in this game and we were headed for an underwhelming loss or tie versus Trinidad and Tobago and Josie was showing all the signs. So we gotta have no Josie. Clint Dempsey and Bobby Wood, I think, are both good for different reasons. You were saying no Bobby Wood because he can't he's not gonna get uh, service. I well, agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. However, the the opposite side of that is we're gonna be playing for counters. Um, right, and right. so I think, and Bobby Wood is used to playing in games where, uh, he never gets the ball he really, at this point. He did that all season. Yeah. He hates the ball. Um, he, he, yeah, well, doesn't he's, even he's want comfortable. It. I mean, Josie Altador, if he doesn't get the ball for three and a half minutes, he's fucking pissed. <laughs> Wood will be just in there waiting for his shot. And then I think of course, Clint Dempsey is, is going to, um, find a way to win. He's a winner. He's a competitor. He's a winner. So I, I think, we want to see either Dempsey or Wood. I think Dempsey's the choice right now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not fully against Wood. Well, starting. what I would what I would say, and you know, in my in my research, um, I was looking back at the the times that we have scored against Mexico recently as a as a blueprint for what we can do, um, and it's it's a a combination of set pieces like the one that Jeff Cameron scored um, from a wide Michael Bradley free kick in the in the Concacaf Cup. Uh, but there's a, a second category of uh, recent goal that has been scored against Mexico, which is Bobby Wood making diagonal runs behind the defense. Uh, he scored he scored our second goal in the Crunkety, second equalizer, um, but also uh, scored a, a kind of similar goal from an actually an Altador assist. To be fair, um, uh, in the in the home game against uh, against Mexico last last fall, um, and so. Based on recent form against Mexico, uh, and this is largely due to Dempsey's absence, but it, it, it is kind of unfair uh, for Wood, who has scored um, in the, the last two matches against Mexico, to leave him out. Um, and I, I think you could make the case that that for the you know four six formation that I'm advocating, someone like Wood would be even better because he has the lungs to to get up and down and to to you know make his presence felt and stretch the defense like we saw there was a game in the Copa America um I can't remember the opponent but but um Jones got sent off and Wood was was playing as a lone striker in that match and his entire job was to make sure that they weren't able to overload the midfielder with defenders so he had to make all of these gut busting runs to to get to the byline um and 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 just threaten you know even if it was just a phantom threat uh, to to keep the defenders on their toes and keep them keep them you know from from combining an overrunning midfield, and Wood is quite excellent at doing that. So um, he does all the hard work yeah. that you need off the ball from a striker. Yeah. The the great thing about Dempsey is that if the ball does bounce around in the box, he's got that nose. Like you you can never take that away from them him as his yep. as his physical attributes wane. He's a winner. He's a competitor. Yeah, so and he's a player just, with no fear And, and he doesn't as well. lose the ball, too. He right, doesn't right. lose doesn't the fucking ball. So Josie, when he does check Josie, back, when he does, Josie, 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 when he does check back, uh, Bobby Wood, by the way, loses the ball. He so does. He does that. So, the, you know, sorry, Josie. And, You're right. And, Bobby and, Wood um, does, too. And the father-son duo, Pulisic and, and Dempsey, is working out. works so great. They, they combine so well with each other. It looks like they have been playing together for years, doesn't it? They... They have a, a, a telekinesis. You know what? Maybe it's because they're both good at soccer. Maybe it's because they're Maybe both they're, talented it's, it's not, players. It's not that they're familiar they're, with they're each both, other. They're both it's World Cup they're winners. they're superior to yeah. the other players on their team. Yeah, they are both World Cup fucking winners. Ty, straight up, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm. Um, 
what is the percent chance that we come out of the Azteca with a W, with a win? With a win. Well, uh, we've never done it. I don't know if there <laughs> is that big of a difference in the talent between uh, this year and previous years. But the one thing that is unique about this year is that we have the, the envy of their team in, in Pulisic. This is a, a player right. who's, we, who's playing at the, the highest level of the, of, the, region. Uh, of the Champions League. I'm trying to recall if any of the Mexicans made it to the, to the quarterfinals this year. I don't think any did. Um, so uh, aside from uh, uh, Navas, the Costa Rican goalkeeper, I think we had the Pulisic as the deepest run of a CONCACAFR. Um, I guess West Morgan as well. Um, so going into the match, you, you, you look at the rosters and you think if you were, if you were to, um, put an 11 on paper from, from both sides, I think Pulisic's the first guy on the team sheet because he, he's the player, unlike, uh, uh, Corona and, uh, Lozano, who are both great and exceptional players, very talented. Um, but, but Pulisic has had even more of a consistent impact than, than those guys, and has, has his ascendancy has been even more rapid than theirs. It is um, simply And he's playing amazing. at a higher level week in and week out than those guys. That's right. So. This is an American who has exceeded expectations over the past two years, consistently. Um, uh, how often do we get to celebrate that? Yeah, yeah. And so, there so are, that's the X factor. Are, it really is. You know, that's it, the X factor. And, and I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a percent. I'll, I, I think there is Oh, a, yeah, we never got to the percent. There is a 20% Thanks chance. Thanks for remembering the question that I fucking get, uh, posed to you in the first place. I think place. there is a uh, 20%, 20% chance. chance. One, one in five uh, uh, multiverses. In, in really? Which we that's get, a we pretty a high percentage, actually. And, and that's up from, uh, from 10% from last cycle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty high let's we may as well follow this one all the way down uh fill out the rest of the percentages if you're in one of the multiverses in which we won the last qualifier shoot us a, a tweet at wtp pod what <laughs> what happened what WTP branch pod. of what um butterfly effect did that have yeah is trump president just curious. Yeah, Just curious. we are actually in the weird multiverse. We're we we are in that. Right. Everyone right. else is in the normal. It was multiverse. actually a 90% chance. Yeah, we're in the weird multiverse. Yeah. So so it that's that's higher than I, I would have placed it, just just given, you know, what little I know about all this and, and just how it seems and feels and how the team's been playing. I, I would put it at a five percent chance of a W. So if we get it. It's it's time to celebrate, guys. It it's is time, indeed. Well, and it's and time to really let loose. It is. You you touched on it, but this this is a match where we we play it once a cycle because we never play uh, at Azteca in qualifying in the second in the previous round of World Cup qualifying because they split the U.S. and Mexico. So we get this game once every four years, and it it acts as a barometer for where the program is. And what we hope is that this barometer reveals that the effect of Christian Pulisic is is enough to to change this uh, dynamic, right? That that it gives us a dimension that we didn't have before, and that it enables uh, the U.S. to to have a different mentality in the future going down there. So it's almost like you know you you're I don't know defending a dissertation or something like you work four years on this. Uh, this this project, and then you kind of it, it, this is one of the places, uh, one of the checkpoints, one of the breakpoints where where you evaluate where where that progress has taken you, um, and so I'm just I'm I'm uh, I'm nervous, I'm excited, 
um, I love this team. I believe in this team. And I, I sure hope that uh, they're at least 20% as good as Mexico. <laughs> Folks, we are, uh, we are nearing the end here. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, support us. Reach out to us. We'll support you, too. We'll send you a care package if you're a youth team national player. And you reach out to us at WTP Pod on Twitter. Give us a five-star review. We love that. And if you write a little something in that comment box, uh, you might hear those words repeated to you by, by someone doing someone uh, in an impersonation form on this show. What so do you mean uh, consider doing that. We've never done that. Oh yeah. That. You may you may you may hear a special guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, read read your read your read your yo shit. We're you connected. Know what I'm um so I think there are oftentimes I'll go into a game like this with the US and say I don't mind if we lose if I if if I like what I see in the play. Sure. This game I don't feel that way because I ha- I don't I'm not convinced there's no reason for me to think that I'm going to see like solid play uh in this match. We haven't seen it from this team. It's a, it's a, been disorganized it's been a disorganized underperforming talented team. So, what will satisfy me is is a, a win or a draw here, and and there there's because if we lose, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a we lost because we didn't we we were disorganized and shit. There to me, there is not it's not realistic to oh, and maybe we should make this hopes and fears. You want to do hopes and fears? Sure, sure. That sounds like a fear. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's jump into a little hopes and fears my 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 fear here is that uh we lose and i know that sounds obvious and stupid but let me go into a little more because there is not a scenario in which we lose and play really well it's simply that is not what we're gearing towards the upside for the u.s is to either play poorly and scrape out with a draw um some sort of nil uh, nil nil is unlikely but one one could happen one one could happen it's possible um, so, so that play to play the way we've been playing and have a Pulisic moment of moment of brilliance and get a goal. And once they, you know, and, and manage to keep their opportunities down to one, that could happen. That would be success for me. Uh, or we overperform and everybody finally fucking steps up. Brooks locks it in or, or, or if we don't see Brooks and Gonzalez has a good game, but Viafania and Yedlin like continue to improve, Solid continue shifts. this trend of improvement. Yeah. Bradley has yet to shit the bed. So uh, if we see that again, uh, that'll that'll be we, we I I expect to see that again. I have no reason to think Bradley's going to shit the bed here. Um, you know, I'd like to see Kellen Acosta breathe a little bit and relax. And there is an, a chance for this team to really truly click in. Um, the the talent on the field is so exciting and so interesting with Nagby and Fabian Johnson um, that. I think the upside for this team is very high, and there's a chance that we go in there and blow blow their fucking socks off, and it's the beginning of the Pulisic era. So, so, yeah, so that's where I'm at with this versus the Max. Ty, how about a a hope for you? I have an easy generic hope too. These these suck. My my hope is that we score first because it's just so awesome when we score first there. It's so awesome. Oh, We're the worst, though. Because this, 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 this is truly terrible coverage. <laughs> this is awful. Uh, th- God, this is like saying that uh, two goal lead is the most dangerous. The most which, dangerous which I lead. continually hear in top level yeah. professional soccer broadcast. Two goal lead is, is more dangerous than you would expect a two goal lead to be. Huh, it is not more that. dangerous than a one goal lead. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. That's also, uh, play, uh, being at altitude, <laughs> being a mile above sea level, does <laughs> oh not God. contravene all the laws of physics. It's, That's it right. Is, it does not, not make like it, playing it, on the it moon. It does not make it okay for Kenwin Jones, veteran poacher striker, to miss a open header sure. in like 10 it yards. It does not make it okay. It does not make it okay for Josie Altador to do the same on the or other for, side. Or for Via Fania to, to, uh, to, to you know, jog... Jog gently back while the that, Trinidadian team is counterattacking. That one I'm less sold on. I do think it's tough, the endurance. <sighs> but dude, like in the fiftieth uh, minute, yeah, open it's not neck finishes. To me. So okay, so okay, so professional athlete. Uh, but anyway, um, my my hope is that we score first because Azteca, as I have mentioned, is a is a very neurotic place. It's a very tense place, especially when they are playing the U.S. Um, and, uh, you can, you can go on, on YouTube and you can watch video of like what happened, even in the friendly that we won where, where Michael freaking Orozco scored in, in 2013, I think it was, um, the, the, the tension and silence in the place is palpable. You know, that it's, it's that weird, uh, phenomenon where there's like too little noise for the amount of people that are here. And it's really awkward. Except it's ninety thousand people, <laughs> you know. It's like it's it, 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 it's right. this it's this amazing phenomenon, and it's it's actually Mexico's greatest weakness as a soccer country. So is although this Mexico, right? So although Mexico is coming in unified and stronger than they have in the past, if we score we first, it's still doom and gloom, thing. disaster. It's their Achilles heel for the for the amount of minutes, however long it takes for them to to equalize, uh, if they were to equalize in this hypothetical scenario. Everyone will want to fire Osorio. It's <laughs> it, it, it is it is that intense that that for that period there will be booing. It, it's like it does not matter what the last eighteen months held. You are down at home to the U.S. and that is a feeling I am desperate to experience again. Yes, <laughs> folks, uh, this is going to be the best. We we absolutely love following this team, oh, and, and it's the only one. even better when the games are so important and so meaningful and potentially so historic. You know where legends are made, right? It's versus Mexico. If you're, if you're looking for U.S. legends to be made, Indeed. they get made O2. versus Mexico. Look it up. This is, this is one of the ways it happens. Look that up. Yep. Is that, what's that, Donovan's first goal? No, that was the World Cup. That's, that's the oh, biggest the ever, Cup. probably the biggest game ever in, in U.S. national team history, would we say? Oh, nice. Well, maybe I mean, we, we should we do a story say, time yeah, on that sometime. yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little live coverage. Uh, you into that? Yeah. Are you guys into that? We're gonna try to do. Is what's what? Are oh, we you're asking them. Immediately. Not me. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, I'm down. We're post. We're doing like post game. Is that what we're gonna do? Post game. Find us on YouTube right after the final whistle. We'll probably start. Um, depends how the game's going, but maybe we'll like you know start right away. And it's gonna be on uh, YouTube if you are a subscriber there you will see it pop up in your little like my subscriptions thingy um, if you are not yet uh, you can go to wtpod.com slash live l-i-v-e um, and I am going to make that link over to the YouTube so you can find us easily and um, yeah check us out we we get a little chat going uh, Clayton and I do uh, little 20 minute 30 minute recap of of the game and our first impressions and you get to see my uh, my kids uh playroom uh which <laughs> it's AKA raw it's really the studio 
AKA. And uh, AKA the lab. <laughs> the lab, the professor, <laughs> Professor Two's lab. Um, the cave. The, the, the deep, deep cave of soccer knowledge. And, the cave and Atlantis. And lack of knowledge. <laughs> and ignorance. ignorance. <laughs> the cave of ignorance. Uh, yeah. Find us on YouTube, wtppod.com slash live. And uh, yeah, it'll, it's going to be, be a great fun. time. Come chat. We, it'll we, be fun. We'll, we'll have some beers. So we'll answer questions. You can say hi yeah. to Kwame. Super fan Kwame. Super fan Kwame. Shouts. It will be often with us. I'm no pressure, Kwam dog. No pressure, but no pressure. We but need often you to, with to us. fill in the numbers. Probably will but. be there with us. Please be there with us. If you're not there, I really hope you fuck. don't have a dinner. Because we need you. <laughs> totally, totally quitting Kwamdas, which is like Ramdas. All right. Uh, <laughs> I really, really like. Uh, speaking of Ramdas, I, I I gotta say I I like the whole new age spirituality thing going down. There's it gets taken advantage of. It gets used uh, for self help books, which are really self interest for the author books, and and you know it gets kind of bastardized in a lot of ways. But the whole new age thing I think is a is a real spiritual awakening in its infancy. So so let's take it seriously <laughs> and and really really uh, pursue okay. that and and hold it to a high standard. Okay. Um. I I I definitely enjoy uh weekly free things. You know. Right. So there's like free. There's always something free if it's not Friday or Saturday, and they're often weekly. And those are that's the heart. That's where the heart of the community is, guys. So wake up. Thursdays, Tuesdays, that's where the that's where the scene is at, for real, for real. And uh, I absolutely love temporary, uh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I was going to say temporary wristbands, but it's too close to Tuesday and Thursday. I absolutely love hexagons of all kinds, <laughs> but I don't like any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Let's go, boys. Make it happen, boys. Pulisic. Let's make it happen. You shall be crowned. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. You know him. You love him. Omar <laughs> Galaxy. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's a keeper. I yeah, think oh, that's a keeper yeah, from last night's uh, uh, experiment. Dude, I got... I, I, if, if, if there's one thing I know, who's the guy who's got the golden ear... In music, Don Kennedy. I don't know. I fucking Rick Rubin. I, Rick You're the Rick Rubin, Rubin, Rubin of Rick soccer Rubin podcasting. Of yeah. I'm the Rick right, Rubin right. of nicknames in general. You can't I, make I, the record, but you know which record is going right. to be a hit. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, I got yeah. it, dude. I got it, and I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong about nicknames. Never People missed. always think never I'm missed wrong. Never missed on a nickname. They always Chris, think they're Chris always the like, ah, oh, it's Christmas. Omar Galaxy. Omar Galaxy. I don't know. I haven't done too many others on here, but. In real uh, life, though, Polly Nips. Polly Nips. That wasn't me, though. I think. That, uh, oh yeah, no, you're right. No, that you're right because me. I'm simply identifying them you're and the repeating them. Right. I, I, right. Exactly. They, you exactly. say them. Uh, you, you're just Oud. throwing out. You're just throwing out nicknames uh, on the daily. Well, that, that's my I'm role. One that's my like, role. Is to oh be. my god. Hold on. Can we play that? My, back? my role is to throw things at you <laughs> and, and see it, how you respond. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Cool. I think this will work.